How's your estate planning going? Do you need help to have an estate plan? Do you have an estate plan? Well, we got the guy that can help you there. It's Ed Lowe from Ed Lowe Law, based in Old Saybrook, to talk about estate planning this morning. Ed, thanks for joining me today. Good to have you along for the ride. What are we talking about when we say estate planning? Oh, well, you're talking about all sorts of things, Wayne. Estate planning can mean a lot of things. We know about wills. We know about beneficiary designations. But it can also include incapacity planning. Everyone is going to get sick at some point. Is it going to be for a little while? Is it going to be for a long while? We don't know. We want to make sure we have the right people in charge making the decisions we want them to make. And people might have heard about trust planning, too, whether or not a trust makes sense for their estate plan. But everyone needs to think about what it is that they are going to have in place for planning for the ultimate destination of their assets. Um, And all of that depends on what it is they're trying to accomplish, what it is they have, and um, what it is their family looks like, too. And when do most people begin to create an estate plan, and when should they? Those might be two different answers. Well, when should they? It's whenever you think, oh, you know what, one day I am going to pass away. So the hardest part for a lot of people is actually coming to that psychological realization, hey, this is an eventuality that affects everyone. It's part of being alive. I ought to take control of what I can and create an estate plan. When should they do that? When they figure that out, I did it myself when I was uh, just a young man. Pretty much as soon as I turned 18, I said, all right, time for me to draft my own will. And that's kind of what got me started on my estate planning journey. But uh, I was born to be an estate planning attorney, so I might be a little different. So it's uh, up to everyone. It all, all depends on what you value and what's important to you. So define exactly what is an estate. Ah, an estate is everything that you own. So everyone has an estate. Some are quite massive, some are a little more modest, but anything you own. So that's going to be your real estate, that's going to be your bank accounts, that's going to be your cars, your uh, life insurance policies, retirement accounts, all of the tangible personal property you have in the house. You have collectibles, antiques, clothing, furniture, everything you own comes together to form your estate. And we're going to be talking more about what this estate planning is all about, but you will be in town coming up on Friday at the Wyndham Golf Course from 10 until noon with the Estate Planning 101 Seminar. Give us an idea of what those seminars are like and what people will learn and why they should go. Yeah, we try to get all around Connecticut spreading the word about basic estate planning topics. It's something that really ought to be taught in school, but uh, it's not. (laughs) It happens to everyone, of course. Everyone needs to create their estate plan, but people just don't know what options are available to them. So the first thing you do after you say, hey, I need to do an estate plan, is you need to educate yourself, which is exactly why we do these seminars. And, of course, we do those seminars. We teach people about the basics of estate planning. That's going to include how to plan for your incapacity, how to make sure the right people are making decisions about your money, your legal rights, your medical decision-making. 
but then, of course, how to deal with things after you're gone, how to create a will and what that does, what happens in the probate process in an estate, how trust planning might factor into all of it to perhaps maybe avoid an, a, a probate process for your estate and maybe take a sneak peek at some of the more advanced goals that might apply to a lot of people doing their estate planning. But it's a free seminar so that people can understand the basics of estate planning and introduce themselves to me at low and maybe consider me as, hey, an option to have their estate planning attorney uh, create their estate plan for them. But it's a good time. It's very conversational. People ask questions in real time, and often we go down a new path of knowledge that we wouldn't have typically. Uh, so it's very engaging, and uh, people call it even whimsical, the, the estate planning seminar. And it's a lot of fun for a lot of people, even though it's a subject that can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. But a little, a little levity goes a long way in those conversations, so people really enjoy it. Fact, you've got a seminar tonight in Rocky Hill and tomorrow night in Old Saybrook. And full disclosure, your office is based in Old Saybrook. For the people who say, well, gee, why do I got to Old Saybrook for this? Maybe the answer is that this is a very important lifetime decision. It's worth a trip to get this thing done and done properly. Yeah, absolutely. It's an important decision to make, and it's an important advisor position within the family your estate planning attorney, very similar to a financial advisor. You want to make sure you have a relationship with the right person, not only for you while you're getting your planning done, but also for the family that's going to be handling things for you when the time comes. You want to make sure you're working with an attorney that's going to be knowledgeable and experienced, but also compassionate and kind. And, you know, I am of a thought that a little humor can be helpful when we're dealing with a topic like this. So a lot of clients say, hey, I need to make sure I'm working with the right attorney and maybe driving a little further is not all that bad. But I went to Eastern Connecticut for my uh, undergrad too. So I'm familiar with the trip. It's not too, too bad, folks. And you mentioned earlier people with wills, and do you get people that say, well, do I need estate planning? I got a will. Doesn't that take care of all that? Yeah, and that is your estate plan. I mean, if you need a will, it might be that all you need is that will that you have right now, and you might already be set up with your perfect estate plan. Um, but there might be a little something else that needs to be addressed in your planning. There might be something that you've forgotten about completely. You might just want to be uh, educated a little more on other options. Maybe they don't apply to you. They might apply to other family members. But it's a way to understand, hey, these are the options that are available. They might not be applicable to me. But I can find out a little more. So I can go to this estate planning seminar and attendees get that complimentary consultation with us in Old Saybrook. So the worst case scenario is, hey, I go to a state planning seminar, I meet some great people there, I go down to Old Saybrook, enjoy some nice seafood meat with Attorney Ed Lowe, and figure out, hey, I already have the perfect estate plan set up for me, and now I've just gotten to meet some nice people, learn a little bit more about estate planning, and then uh, just 
go away knowing, uh, hey, I already have the perfect plan for me. So it's the right estate plan for you all depends on what it is you're trying to do, what your estate plan looks like, and, of course, the family around you. And that seminar is Friday at the Wyndham Golf Course, free from 10 until 12 noon. What about a single person with no kids? Do they need an estate plan? Yeah, everyone needs an estate plan. So even if you don't get your planning done, you don't get your will done, you don't get your trust done, you don't create a power of attorney or a health care directive, everyone needs some type of plan in place. And if you don't make it for yourself, the state makes it for you. So if you don't create an estate plan that includes some incapacity planning, like a power of attorney, health care directive, well, the state has a conservatorship process that will take care of that planning for you. So the statutes are all there. They make sure someone is appointed within the court called the conservator to oversee your decision-making. Very often, though, it's not done the way that you would have liked it to be done had you done some planning. We all have maybe heard about those conservatorship horror stories. And, of course, if someone passes away without their estate planning in place, be it a will, trust, beneficiary designations, joint ownership, who knows what's right for you, if you don't have that planning in place, those assets have to go somewhere, so the state even has some intestacy planning in place. Intestacy, meaning that an estate exists without any estate plan. So the state will decide where your assets get divided up. So it's either you or the state creating your estate plan for you, but everyone needs one. If you don't make it, the state makes it for you. You give me a choice of me making my plans or the state making plans with you with my money. I'll take the first option every time. Ed, what should people thinking about their planning be doing now? Well, the people thinking about their planning uh, should be attending an estate planning seminar. We go try to go all over Connecticut. We are going to be in the Wyndham Golf Course this Friday at 10 a.m., so that would be an excellent opportunity to learn more about what options are available to them. That's probably one of the most important things that we can do. We want to be able to make an educated decision about our estate plan. So education is, of course, the, the hurdle we have to overcome. The most difficult part for a lot of people, though, is just getting the ball rolling on this process. It's not a nice thing to think about, of course, and we understand why people might push it off a little bit. But if you're thinking about estate planning, you've got some mental momentum already, and it's good to just uh, take the next step and get educated and then maybe even have a one-on-one -on -one consultation so that you can get to the heart of what's important to your estate plan, specific for you and your family. Now, this doesn't seem like you're saying where to invest money. It sounds like you're saying this is what you assign your valuables, including money, where they go, if and when. Well, it's not a matter of if, I guess it's a matter of when you pass away. Yeah, exactly right. So that's one thing that unites all of us. We are all mortal, and we all have to create that plan. big part of it is where do my assets go when I pass away? Who's going to be in charge of that? How do I make sure that there's as much money as possible in that estate 
so that my beneficiaries receive the most of what I have. I don't want that money to go to the court or be paid in taxes through fees to some attorney, professional. We want to maximize what it is we have in our estate for our family. So I'm not telling anyone where to invest their money, but I am offering some guidance on how to make sure as little money as possible is lost after you die, making sure that it all goes in as intact as possible to your family. Ed, when it comes to creating an estate plan, what's the youngest that you've dealt with someone? I mean, would a high school student need an estate plan? Is it when they become 18, 21? How young are you when you first need an estate plan? 18 would be the minimum age for you to create your estate plan. Up until then, your parents get to make decisions for you about everything. At 18, you're able to make a will, and that's exactly when I hand-wrote, more or less, my first will, which you can do. Back of a napkin? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fun uh, stories about the handwritten will, uh, including the story of the farmer trapped under the tractor who wrote, sprawled onto the tractor, um, everything to the missus after I die in this mess. Um, so, what- Does that work? So if you did something like that, would that be effective? Well, it would take a lot of arguing in court. For it to be effective in Connecticut, it has to be witnessed, it has to be signed by someone who's 18 or older, and of course you have to be of sound mind and not under any duress. But uh, ultimately, that particular uh, tractor will was found valid after a lot of arguments in the court. So you can argue anything and make anything valid if you have a good enough attorney but you're going to be spending a lot of money in the estate for that attorney. So best thing is to just get that will done the right way. 18 is the minimum age. 18 was the time that I did it, but that's because I was born to be an estate planning attorney. And you better believe that handwritten will was uh, redone uh, soon after to make sure it was all legal. Ed, how do you know what the right estate plan is for everyone? Yeah, that's the real tricky question. So there are a ton of estate planning options out there. There's lots of variants and different tools used in any particular estate plan. And it's impossible to really say until you have a conversation with an attorney. So part of these seminars is, of course, inviting folks to come in for another free meeting with an attorney to talk one-on-one about assets, about family about what it's you're trying to do to uh, create when you're creating an estate plan or what you're trying to avoid in a lot of cases. But it really is all going to depend very specifically to you. You're a unique person. There's no one quite like you. So you're going to have a unique estate plan that is custom made for you. Ed, we've heard the term living trust talked around. Who would a living trust be most appropriate for? Oh, living trusts can do so many things. They're so versatile. And estate planning attorneys like myself love living trusts because you get to set the rules basically at your pleasure for what happens in an estate. So living trust planning can offer us some universal benefits like probate avoidance in some cases. The idea being, hey, if a trust owns an asset, and I just write the rules of the trust to say I use everything the same exact way that I did before, 
but the trust doesn't die with me, do those assets need to go through probate? And if the answer is no, hey, maybe we can sidestep a very complicated, long part of the estate administration process just because we created a little document ahead of time called the Living Trust to sidestep that whole process. But that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to living trusts. They can accomplish so many things, all very flexibly for a lot of people, but all depends on the person, what they're trying to accomplish in particular. Lastly, Ed, your estate planning seminar 101 will be Friday at the Wyndham Golf Course from 10 until noon. Do people just show up? Do you have to advance register? How does that work? We would love it if people would sign up so we know how much food we have to prepare, how much hot coffee needs to be piping in those pots before people sign up, or show up, rather. So if you would like to attend that seminar, we are excited to have you there. We would like you to tell us, though, by calling 203-951-5435, and that's, of course, our main office. You can speak to a real live person and tell us, hey, I want to go to this seminar, put me down for one or two or a hundred seats. Alternatively, if you're a little shy like me, you want to register online, you can go to our website, edlowlaw.com, E-D-L-O-W-E law.com, and just submit a reservation online. The first link you'll see is, I want to attend an estate planning seminar. One of those will be coming up on Friday, Wyndham Golf Course, 10 until 12 noon. You can talk to this gentleman in person, Ed Lowe from Ed Lowe Law, based in Old Saybrook. Ed, good talking to you. Thanks for the information this morning. It was my pleasure, Wayne. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.